0: This is the Light of Truth radio broadcast with Michael Boldea.
1: All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth radio broadcast. I am your humble host, Michael Boldea, and it's good to have you with us again. Oh, a lot has happened this week. Uh, a, a lot of things that I, I I know we need to talk about. It's not so much that I want to talk about it, uh, especially one thing that happened this morning. Uh, by the way, this is the recorded program. Today is uh, January the 19th, the year of our Lord, 2023. So uh, we are recording this uh, the same day it's supposed to air. But this morning... I was um, reading my Bible. I I, I have a tendency to read a chapter out of the Old Testament and one out of the New Testament each morning. uh, Because it's it's just the way that I like doing it. Uh, There's really no rhyme or reason. Sometimes I stop on the first verse and meditate on it. Other times... I get through the whole chapter, you know, I've got a a highlighter pen uh, next to my chair. I've got a lovely beat-up leather chair that I bought at some estate five years ago, maybe, that is the most comfortable thing in the morning with a cup of coffee, a Bible, and a highlighter. But this morning, uh, for my Old Testament reading, uh, I was in Exodus. And, uh, hmm. I, I I hope I'm wrong. I pray I'm wrong. I I really don't want to get into this, but I feel as though I owe you uh my thoughts. I I I I owe you uh I guess a forewarning. Uh this 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 is too serious for me to to go down the American prophetic uh route because it's not. If uh
0: Hmm.
1: Okay, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to be wise about this. But I know what I felt uh, when I read a handful of verses in Exodus chapter 12. And um, I've only ever felt that sort of dread maybe once or twice in my entire life. And uh, every time I did, uh, let's just say that uh, the after effects of it were not pleasant. Um, But anyway, uh, I was in uh, Exodus, and uh, in Exodus chapter 12, you have the 10th plague that came upon the people of Egypt. And in verse 29 of chapter 12 in Exodus, it says, And it came to pass at midnight that the Lord struck all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of livestock. So Pharaoh rose in the night, he and all his servants, and all the Egyptians. And there was a great cry in Egypt. For there was not a house where there was not one dead. And when I read that, I I felt as though somebody punched me in the solar plexus. Uh, I, I, I literally got the wind knocked out of me. And the one thought that I had and it was crystal clear was that when when all this lunacy about everyone rolling up their sleeve for the greater good is, isn't everything for the greater good now. Uh, it was about a six month lag time before uh, they started in on the young before they started in on the children. And I understand that correlation is not causation, but if you transpose what is happening with, with adults and give it a six-month lag time, I think that this summer, come June, July, there's going to be a lot of weeping in many a household. Like I said, I hope I'm wrong. I pray I'm wrong. And I need you to put yourself in a mindset and think about what could happen, not just in America, but throughout the world, if children start dying of heart attacks. Children whom governments told... You know, it's best for you to do this. You have to, for the greater good. If anything could unleash chaos upon the world, it would be this. Because at that point, it won't matter what political party you belong to. It won't matter who you voted for. It will be untethered rage. And again, I'm prefacing, I hope I'm wrong, but I get the distinct feeling that I'm not. We've not seen the end of this. It's only going to get worse. And... Even me, with the vivid imagination that I have, I, I, I can't fathom what's going to happen globally if this transfers over to the young. Remember, they started with the old first, they started with the people that were middle age, and eventually six months down the line, because the ghouls at Pfizer and Moderna needed more cash... They were almost willing to inject a woman through her belly to get to the baby because they need to be vaccinated. Even though children, a sniffle here or there, but not one died from it. Let's see how many die from the cure. And that's, I, I wrestled with this all morning. I even wrestled with whether or not I was going to talk to you about it. But we've always been upfront with each other. We've always been honest with each other. I've tried my best to prepare every single one of you for what you're seeing and what's coming. Now also imagine this, because I, I was going back and forth with a friend on, uh, well, text message and Facebook. Imagine this. How will parents react towards their pastors, their shepherds, after having been encouraged to go and roll up their sleeve? How will they react to their spiritual leaders if they start burying their kids? Because it's normal, you know, seven-year-olds having heart attacks. It's normal, 13-year-olds dropping dead. It's normal, 18-year-olds, athletes, kids who could outrun me any day of the week. They could probably skip faster than I could run. Dropping dead of heart attacks. And they're trying their best to normalize it. Oh, it's always been happening, has it now? Every single week. You run a, a, across at least three, four, five, ten stories. And these are well-known people. These are people that either had a following or people that were athletes or musicians or something. Imagine how many are dying without anyone ever having heard of it because they were just a schmo in Watertucky, Wisconsin, speaking into a microphone. Hmm? Like I said, six months. That puts us around June and July. To the depths of my soul, I hope I'm wrong about this. But the way I felt this morning reading of the Egyptians mourning their firstborns that gut punch wasn't something I imagined. It wasn't something I wanted or manufactured. So just keep that in mind. Again, I'm I'm not going to make light of it by saying American prophetic, and I'm not saying this was of the Lord. I'm sure that somebody will slap a thus says the Lord on it now. That's their thing. Because I'm not accountable for what other people do. Because I get messages once in a while, Did you hear what this guy said? You know, your, your grandpa had that word, and then he's extrapolating. And I'm a... Look, the word that my grandpa had, the, the visions and dreams that I've had that he had, they're all on the website, they're all in book form, they're all free, and you can read them for yourself. What other men say in interpretation of them—that's on them. That, that, that's the thing about accountability and personal responsibility. Even if you try to skirt it, eventually you'll have to own up to it. So no, this is this is not prophecy and revelation from the Lord. No, this is this is just something I experienced this morning that. I wish I hadn't, to be honest with you. I I, I didn't like the feeling of it. The other time that I had that feeling was before I said goodbye to my wife uh, on 9-11. I was on my way to the U.S. when 9-11 happened. I was three hours out of O'Hare. And they turned us back uh, to Zurich, and I spent three days in Zurich with everyone else in an airport, growing exceedingly smelly, watching the world fall apart. And the only other time I had that gut punch, and the, the time before that I will not share because some things are private. But the only time I I felt that kind of gut punch was when I said goodbye to my wife. She drove me to the airport. We kissed. We hugged. And I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know why I was feeling it. But it was there, and I told her, look, be careful. I thought it was something to do with her. I thought there may be something that would happen while I was gone and and, and I still had to go because duty is duty. But it wasn't about her. She was perfectly fine. It was something different. So take that for what you will. Uh, I didn't mean to start out with uh, being a buzzkill and all that. But again... There has to be some sort of evidence that someone at some point chose to speak the truth. There has to be some sort of evidence that someone at some point did have enough foresight to see what was around the bend. Oh, all right. Well, we're not going to lighten it up. I know it's sad. It's it, but but this is the world we live in. What do you want me to talk about? The W E F. Do you understand what they have prepared for you? Honestly, do you? Because some people, I, I get it. I'll fly away, oh glory. Me too. The question's when. And if you're not preparing your heart for what's about to come, they're already telling you. Look, and and, and I'll interpret it in plain English, because some people will go even within the church. Well, that's a good thing. Uh, The WEF says this, the United States will soon make hate speech illegal, says EU commissioner. Translation, churches will no longer be allowed to call sin what it is. I know, it always comes back to the church. The United States will soon follow Europe in implementing laws against so-called hate speech. A top bureaucrat claimed at the World Economic Forum's meeting in Davos. The Vice President for Values and Transparency for Europe's Commission. Indeed, values. They have values and transparency. I who was it? Lurch was there. John Kerry. Yes, very transparent and indeed full of values. So many values are coming out of his giant nose. The vice president of the European Commission for values and transparency. Her name was Vera Jurova predicted on Tuesday that hate speech laws will be imposed upon the American public despite longstanding laws at the Supreme Court protecting such such speech under the First Amendment. Illegal hate speech, which you will have soon also in the U.S., I think that we have a strong reason why we have this in the criminal law. So hate speech can be defined by whoever is in power so hate speech will be whatever they say it is isn't that convenient the czech politician who previously served as the european commissioner for justice consumers and gender equality oh my well looky looky She served as European Commissioner for Justice, Consumers, and Gender Equality. Made the comments during a WEF panel hosted by former CNN host Brian Stelter. Exactly. I know. Who'd have thunk it? On the clear and present danger of disinformation. To define disinformation. The people with the bullhorn. The people with the means to transmit the propaganda that their leaders are churning out. To keep the people docile, to keep the people muted, to keep the people deaf and dumb. And again, ¿Dónde está la iglesia? As they would say in California, Where's the church in all this? A blind man could see this coming. You understand the steps that are being taken to silence the people of God, to silence the church, and to criminalize anyone speaking out against sin, against perversion, against hedonism? against your teenage daughter seeing naked men in the locker room because they identify as females. They will criminalize your voice to the point that you are a slave no better than the Chinese that are working in the camps. And some of you are still blinded to this and still beating your chest we are America the land of the free get over yourself you haven't been free for decades the panel also featured New York Times chairman Arthur Greg Sulzberger and congressman Seth Moulton and inter uh, inter internew CEO Jean Bourgo, Representative Moulton seemingly agreed with the statement, of course, you're elected official because you know why why be allowed to criticize your elected officials? They're your overlords now, basically, shut up and pay your taxes, stupid. This is basically what the White House is saying too I'm, I'm gonna, i i'm going i I've got so much to get to because I also want to get to a juxtaposition of reactions. Let's put it that way. There's a hockey player by the name of Ivan Provorov. And there is uh, Gino's favorite Christian artist, Amy Grant. And I want you to see the juxtaposition of what one said versus what the other said. One of them's an Orthodox believer. I, I, I think he belongs to the Greek Orthodox Church. The other is a multi-million selling Christian artist who loves the Lord. Well, she, she loved your money. She loved the clout you gave her until, you know, people went on to something else. Hillsong came along. I mean, Amy Grant couldn't hope to, 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 you know, match Hillsong. My hope is in you, Lord. Anyway, see what this hockey player said, who never said he was a representative of Christianity, who never... Build himself as someone that young girls aspiring to be artists can look up to. Just a guy with a hockey stick trying to hit a puck. And then the queen of Christian music. Amy, Amy. We'll see what each of them said. It should shed some light. It should allow you to see that a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people within Christendom, within Christianity, especially those that rose to the top, those that have followings, you know, purpose-driven life sort of folks. They're just grifters. They saw a way to make a buck, but there is no conviction They saw a way to make a buck, but there is no sacrifice. There's no willingness to stand for truth. And when the buck stops rolling in, hey, you know, we'll go to the other side. They made a better offer. We'll get to that. But first, uh, the White House. Because, you know, (laughs) uh, they can't talk about spending cuts. But they can talk about IRS enforcement. On Wednesday's broadcast of MSNBC's Katie Turr reports, indeed, White House Council of Economic Advisors member Jared Bernstein said that right now isn't the time to talk about where the White House thinks spending can be cut. But we can talk about raising the revenue that is owed to us. Did you hear that? It's owed to them through IRS enforcement to make sure people are paying. Mm. So you, you have two trains on the same track barreling towards each other. You have everything, and I mean everything. Have you seen the price of eggs lately? I was thinking of selling a kidney to buy a dozen eggs. And then I realized I'd still need a couple bucks. Everything's going up in price. A lot of people are on fixed incomes. The dollar isn't going as far as it used to. And the White House is saying, hey, we need you to pay your fair share. You pull out your pockets, all you got is a piece of lint and some, you know, gum wrappers. They don't care. Pay your fair share. Look, do you understand that? What was it? Uh, every U.S. citizen is now on the hook for like ninety-eight thousand dollars, as far as the U.S. debt is concerned, and every U.S. taxpayer is on the hook for close to three hundred grand. Yeah, we're headed in the right direction. Hallelujah, rising phoenix. You people stop after Bernstein stated that the White House would welcome discussing spending cuts well, we can discuss it but we're not going to do it because a lot of these government run programs are like crack once you're on it you stay on it you, you tend to even when you start losing a tooth or till nobody wants to give up free money And some people will only vote in such a manner where free money is insured to them and their children and their children's children until everybody runs out of money. But that's a different story for a different time. For now, just uh, remember, the White House is not interested in cutting. They're interested in you paying your fair share. What's a fair share? Well, whatever, people who've never worked a day in their life determine that your fair share is. Isn't it glorious? Look, there's a thousand and one day ways a, a, a civil war can be sparked in this nation as of right now. Every, everything I look at, I'm like, wow, this can go south. Oh, this can go south too. Oh, and that, and that, and that. And the only reason it hasn't gone south up to this point is because it wasn't time. It's not because uh, the administration is full of genii, people so intellectually superior to you that they could try to explain why it's a good thing for you to owe $300,000 as far as the national debt is concerned, but it would be over your head. They can try to explain to you why people who come to this country illegally are placed in the front of the line while the worker bees, the people who've worked for 30, 40 years that wake up every morning and reach for their bottle of pills because their body's broken from all the labor, well well, those people, it's time for them to take a back seat. I could continue with this but i I do want to get to these two stories so the philadelphia flyers i don't i i'm not a hockey guy i'm not a sports guy i i I don't see the value and i know something but you're in wisconsin you're automatically a packer fan not so much i haven't seen a football game in at least i want to say 30 years whenever joe montana was the quarterback for the 49ers and they were in the super bowl and i didn't even see that one i i think i caught the last 15 minutes so i know it, it. there goes your man card whatever that means i know some people are silly but yeah i'm not a sports fan now between i don't know baseball or basketball and hockey yeah there's there's, there's a better chance of seeing blood in hockey so sure but i've never seen a hockey game i can't pretend to say well you know this person but this is this is this is the narrative and i want you to take this in realize what is happening and then go back to all the pastors and all the preachers that said hey you know all they want is equality all they want is to be left alone all they want, all they want. Well, now and now that we have equality, it's time to push the envelope just a smidge because equality, I, I, you know what? Equality for me but not for thee. So there's this defenseman on the Philadelphia Flyers. His name's Ivan Provorov. I can't say it quickly because it's one of those names. But he skipped warm-ups on Tuesday because he refused to wear the Gay Pride jersey the team sponsored for its Gay Pride night game. Provorov maintained that his Russian Orthodox religion, it's not Greek, it's Russian Orthodox, I apologize, uh, prevents him from supporting the LGBTQ agenda, and that is why he chose not to participate in the warm-up session where the jerseys and sticks wrapped in Gay Pride tape were used to celebrate the team's gay pride. That's a lot of pride. Provorov noted that everyone is always talking about choice and said, "I respect everybody, I respect everybody's choice. My choice is to stay true to myself and to my religion." And that's all it took. For him to be savaged. That's all it took. For him to be called every name under the sun. All it took was for him not to participate. You don't have a choice. If you choose not to participate, we're going to drag your name through the mud. If you choose not to participate... We're going to call you the next Hitler, but I don't want to. It. it doesn't matter what you want. Huh? We've come a long way from, oh, can't we all just get along? Because uh, that's how the devil works. All he needs is a foot in the door. And if you don't think persecution's coming, you haven't been paying attention that's that's the nicest way i can put it if you do not believe that persecution is coming you have not been paying attention because if you just choose not to participate in something It automatically makes you a homophobe, wondering, when are uh, the NFL teams going to start having Christian night? Huh? Christian pride night. Next to never, huh? If you don't want to participate, that's not good enough. The young man said, look, you can choose to do whatever you want, but I I, I need to, to, to stand up for what I believe. And again, he's not a representative of orthodoxy. He's not a priest. He's not a Christian singer that bilked millions out of adoring fans before they turned. He's just a guy playing hockey. And he said, no, this is a line I will not cross. And for that, he's still being savaged. It's kind of interesting, huh? We went from oh, love, love is love, 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 love. Why are you so dead set against love? Then, uh, you know, I, I just want to be one of the. I just want to be accepted. Equality. And now, if you don't promote my degeneracy, if you don't promote my perversion, well, then you don't deserve to live. Yeah, give them power. Yep, yep, yep. Let them into your sanctuaries. Let them bounce your toddlers on their knees and read stories that have sexual subtexts. Celebrate. Oh, celebrate. Mm Mm-hmm. You Again, I woke up this morning, still no mushroom cloud, but fingers crossed one can hope. Now, let us go to one Amy Grant, the pinnacle of Christian stardom. And this was her stance. These were her words. I never chase any of those rabbits down the rabbit hole. I love my family. I love those brides. They're wonderful. Our family is better. You should be able to be who you are with your family and be loved by them. But, but what about Jesus? Oh, that, that, was, that was in my early youth when I needed some money and sang about, Oh, Jesus. Now, you know, honestly, from a faith perspective, I do always say, Jesus, you just narrowed it down to two things. Love God and love each other. I mean, hey, that's pretty simple. Well, slow clap for I
0: Can't.
1: I can't. Theologian of the year, Amy Grant. Take everything Jesus said. Take everything God said. Holiness, repentance, righteousness, sanctification. Uh, They were just joshing. They were kidding. The theologian of the year simply said, as she always says, from a faith perspective, because you know, I mean, they're they're, they're still selling her CDs in Christian bookstores, so we have to keep up the farce. Jesus, you just narrowed it down to two things: love God and love each other. I mean, hey, that's pretty simple. Do 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 yes. Modern day Christianity in a nutshell, huh? But yeah, oh, rising phoenix, here you come. Will Amy Grant be writing it? Hmm? Love God and love each other. That's it. Everything else. Pentance. Forgiveness of sins. Ah, no. Faith in Christ, even out the window you don't even have to believe you don't have to believe that jesus is the son of god that he died and rose again just love god just 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 an ephemeral idea of a god oh my i have a pair of glasses on my desk Henceforth, my God, I love my glasses, therefore I love my God, and I love people and each other. Thank you, Amy Grant, for opening my eyes. Thank you. Your years of seminary and and, and study of the Word, your in-depth look into Scripture and all the things that Jesus said, have paid off. Indeed. Indeed. They've paid off in spades. And how many, quote-unquote, and yes, I just did the air fingers again. How many, quote-unquote, Christians do you think share the same theological philosophy as Madam Amy Grant? Hmm? But hey, we're still singing when we all get to heaven. Uh, Check your GPS. You're not headed to heaven. Sorry, not sorry. This is modern day Christianity. And people that are supposed leaders of modern day Christianity are turning out to be worse than the world prominent pastor Larry Reed accused of molesting a teenage boy because why not how dare you judge he loved God and he loved others in this instance apparently quite literally and I'm not trying to make light of it but Explain to me how I can react to this kind of thing. Either I grow angry and frustrated, and I put a match to all this and go my way and walk the earth, or, or I, tell me, this is happening in real time. And there's still people holding out hope for the magic phoenix. They're unwilling to prepare their hearts for persecution. They're unwilling to prepare their hearts for judgment. Deserved judgment. Because they're still on the rising rising phoenix nonsense. Doctor. Oh, doctor. Dr. Larry Reed is the founder of the MBN Network, the owner of L D R E Enterprises. Woo, he, he he got some heat on him, uh huh. Lord blessed him so much. And the senior spiritual leader of Reformation Church of Atlanta. A cyber church that seems defunct. Well, you wonder why? His website biography describes him as multimedia personality, comedic commentator, songwriter, recording artist, and last but not least, spiritual leader, who hosts a show where hundreds of thousands of people tune in each week. I'm sure they do. Reed is known for giving social commentary and weighing in on spiritual abuse setting himself up as a champion of the oppressed who exposes bad churches and bad pastors (laughs) a few months ago a man named a levantre andrews publicly accused larry reed of molesting him when he was in his teens reed in turn sued him for defamation but then quickly dropped the lawsuit i wonder why See, uh, what, what people like uh, Mr. Reed seem to have forgotten is that camera phones have been around for a while now. In an interview with Tasha K. Andrews shares that after his father and mother divorced, his father was absent and it caused him some trauma, having difficulty working through the effects of not having a father figure in his life. Andrews started attending Breakthrough Church, where reed was the senior pastor soon reed became the father figure for him so much so that the teen eventually came to live with him in his home Hmm. andrews alleges that reed groomed him for over a year telling him things like engaging in gay uh sex acts doesn't make someone gay oh there you go maybe this guy and amy grant should get together Imagine the theology they could come up with. It would be a whole new religion, never mind a whole new denomination. Oh, uh, if you got kids listening, stop the tape. Uh, or, you know, put earmuffs on them. Because apparently, uh, Mr. Reed was very uh, graphic. He was very direct in what he desired from Mr. Andrews. So I've warned you. Don't write me. I've warned you. Why? Because because it needs to be. It needs to be because you need to understand why judgment to occur. Andrews alleges that Reed groomed him for over a year, telling him things like engaging in gay sex doesn't make someone gay. Giving another man oral sex doesn't make a person gay. Planting the seeds of how to frame in the future any overtures he may make. Eating steak does not make you a carnivore. That's right. Soon after Reed molested him, Andrew's explaining that the events took place in the context of a father-son dynamic, which is even more disgusting, where Reed framed the abuse as a way he could give the young teen a spiritual covering, and he in turn could help the minister relieve some of the spiritual pressure he was under. Let that sink in. This man is using his position as a spiritual authority to molest a teenage boy and justifies it because, well, you know, a minister needs to relieve some uh, spiritual pressures. Ooh, doggy. Yep. And I'm the Phoenix is getting ready to flap its wings. Oh. I, there's, there's, there's everything, everywhere I look. These are the type of stories that pop up, and no, I'm not looking for them. This is the world you live in. This is what is happening all around you. These are people that say they represent Christianity. These are people who say we're still a Christian nation. America is the most permissive country for child sex change operations. The United States is the most permissive country for child sex change operations and gender transition drug treatments compared to any European country. We're number one, Mom. We're number one! According to a new study from Do No Harm... The U.S. is quick to pursue such irreversible procedures and treatments. Only France comes close in its permissiveness, but unlike the U.S., US, France's medical authorities have recognized the uncertainties involved in transgender medical care for children and have urged great caution in its use. The study compared European and American laws regarding child access to what doctors would advocate for, such as procedures, Call gender-affirming care. And that's the thing, isn't it? Everything they come up with that destroys society, that destroys civilization, they find a really exciting, enticing name for. Remember, uh, what was the thing that passed a couple of months ago? Oh yeah, the Inflation Reduction Act. Great name, isn't it? Well, inflation's going up. We should try to reduce it. Et voila. The Inflation Reduction Act. I've seen eggs as much as nine bucks a dozen. Let that sink in. Inflation reduction, here we come. So, yes, gender-affirming care is what they call it. It found that children in America have much greater access to puberty blockers, hormone regimens, and sex change surgeries than European children. But there's no westernized major country in Europe that's bragging about being a Christian nation, is it? Some of you still are. Uh, We're a Christian nation, brother. God wouldn't judge us. Really? Are you sure? I'm just saying. You can say one thing, but if all evidence points to the contrary, then maybe the thing you're saying isn't so. I mean, I wish it were so. I'm sure you do too. But Let's come to terms at least with the fact that America is no longer a Christian nation if it ever was. And the reason for this largely is because those that claimed the mantles of representatives of God's people, those who said they were ambassadors, those who worshipped at the Master's feet and sold million worth of records. Have turned their backs on him. Have betrayed him. Have trampled upon his sacrifice. And they dragged a lot of people into the depths along with them. All they needed was permission. And they got it from Amy Grant. All they needed was someone they saw in spiritual authority to do something worse than what their flesh wanted to do. And that gave them the excuse. Well, you know, at least I'm not as bad as so-and-so. Look at Larry Reed he's grooming teenage boys and relieving spiritual pressures by way of sodomizing them i wouldn't go that far i i, I just wanted to you know cheat on my wife with a work colleague i just Wanted to take up drinking. I just wanted to, I don't know, smoke some weed. I just wanted to. Whatever it is that they just wanted to, they just got permission to do it because people that are supposed to be in spiritual authority over them are perverts and hedonists. They got tacit permission to no longer pursue righteousness. They got tacit permission to no longer pursue holiness because those in spiritual authority over them stopped pursuing those things long ago. Now, the fly in the ointment here is that salvation is not collective. There are a lot of people that will stand before God on that day of days and go, but he did it, and he did worse. And God will look at them and say, I'm not concerned about what they did. Their their time's coming. What did you do? Why did you choose to trample the blood of my son? You do. The book says the soul that sins will die. And there's no carve out and there's no caveat. It doesn't say the soul that sins will die unless they find somebody worse than them. It simply says the soul that sins will die. So for those who think that People in spiritual authority committing heinous sins give them gives them an excuse to do likewise, maybe just a little less. Are deceiving themselves? But hey, yeah, no, I mean, it's an old book. And all 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 the people that contributed to it are what two thousand years dead. the new theology is so much more appealing. As Amy Grant would say, Jesus just narrowed it down to two things. Love God and love each other. I mean, hey. That's pretty simple. Yes, it is, isn't it? Pretty simple. Because deception doesn't have to be complicated. Simple's good. As long as you can steer people away from the truth with pretty simple, why complicated? This is American Christianity. And yes, I called it American Christianity. Oh why
0: why 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 do you
1: pick on Americans? When it happens elsewhere, I let you know. But a lot of warmy rot is happening here. In the nation that have the greatest potential to be a light upon a hill. in a nation that had the greatest potential to be the salt of the earth. Defending the truth. We stopped defending righteousness. We began to mock those that preached holiness. And here we are. And it will only get worse from here. Because unscrupulous wolves are incentivized to lie to the sheep. Amy Grant was a forgotten has-been until she had the epiphany that gay was okay and she loved those brides. And then she got titles and honors. I'm sure she'll show up on Good Morning America or some idiot show on The View. This wait. So as long as there are incentives for those that would lie to you, there will always be people willing to lie to you. Ah, And with that, it seems my time is up. Thank you for listening. Be wise. Prepare. Because dark days are upon us. And now that I've said these things, I feel unburdened. My hands are clean. As the kids like to say, you do you. I've done my job. So, Gino, if you got anything to say, buddy, the floor is yours.
0: Thank you, Mike. I did a meeting in Fort Smith, Arkansas last night, and I 100% support everything Mike said on this show today about Amy Grant. By the way, he was teasing. He's not my favorite artist. But that's Mike's humor. But I can't say it any better than what Mike said today. I'm a songwriter. I'm a musician. I am pushing the back in Nashville and other areas against her wicked theology. But I, am, I know my calling and my place and songwriting seems to be it. Percent support Franklin Graham coming out and decrying her stance to support gay marriage, etc., And today I support Mike, and I would urge everyone that can get the word out because to come out and support something God calls wicked, Isaiah 520 says it well, Woe to them that call evil good and good evil, that make darkness for light and sweet for bitter. And as long as I'm involved in Christian music, as an artist, I'm not that well-known. Don't care about that. But I am pushing back against what I consider one of the worst heresies of our day, coming from an artist that should have known better. Pray for me, because when I go to Tennessee in a few weeks, I'm going to address the issue in a more public manner. And I again, I support what Mike said today, I would urge everyone who can get a copy of this radio show and realize the perilous times we're in. Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast.